0: Promotional consideration paid for by the following. They say living in Los Santos is the equivalent of smoking a pack a day. If that's the case, then I want a choice in the matter. So I chose Redwood. I used to sell my body for drug money on the streets. Now I've cleaned up and have a wife and go to church, and I owe it all to Redwood cigarettes. Sometimes when I get really stressed out,
1: I beat my children with anything I can lay my hands on. Since I tried Redwoods, I find a way to relax 20 or 30 times a day. I know it's bad for me, but what's more important, me or my children?
0: Stress kills millions of people each year and causes divorces, automobile accidents, and even war. When stress is about to get you, get a Redwood. Redwood Cigarettes, proud sponsor of the LS City Marathon. Shut up and sit down.
1: Welcome, everybody, to episode 350 of Third Shift. I am Mr. Eric, a happy camper living the life of a king. Here again, another week has gone by. A great showcase may have been seen by us. We'll talk about it, or maybe we won't. Maybe I'm lying to you. Maybe this is before the showcase. Hmm. Where are we, Matt, in time? Well, I'm asking him a question. You didn't even know he's here. You didn't know that. You had no idea who was with me. But you do now because it's Mr. Matz, and glorious bastard himself. He's here with me today to do a wonderful episode of Third Shift. We're going to have a good time. But before we do all that, I got to know, man, what the hell's been going on? What's your life like? What's the week like?
0: It was a pretty good week, and it feels like a week that I did nothing, as it sometimes does, but I did more things than I remembered because on Saturday I went to the East Lansing Art Fest, which is always a good time, and I told myself, hey, self... You have enough stuff hanging up, stuff that's you bought last year that's not even hanging up because there's not enough space. So don't buy anything. But then I saw this picture that I'm going to send to you. I sent to you, Eric, and the picture is of like the big, big, big version, like original painting version. So, but there was a there was a canvas print of it, and I almost bought it. I was like two little nips away from buying it but it was perfect. And I was like, I need to hang that up on the wall. And the title of that painting is Fishing with Dad. And when you see it, you'll understand why. God, I really really (laughs) wanted to get that one. That was beautiful. That was awesome. Then, of course, went and ate some good food, drank some good beers, had a good time. Very next day, went to Lansing Symphony Orchestra Chamber Concert with a wind quintet. And it was a lot of fun. And it was interesting and different from the usual chamber music stuff that I normally go listen to, because that's Usually a bunch of strings, and it kind of just, you know, it's orchestra music. Versus this, it felt like I was listening to movie scores. Obviously, there were no strings here or anything, but it just felt like movie scores the whole time. And then they got to, you know, different composers, different genres, but it just felt like different genres of movies almost. And there was one, they played just like six little medleys, and it felt like Star Trek, the original series music. And it was perfect. It was wonderful. I was sitting there like, this is awesome. Then on the video game front, of course, been playing Radiant Historia, Perfect Chronology, a little bit every day, not much more to say about it. I love it. I mean, there's, me saying there's not much more to say about it is not a knock on the game or anything, because every time I play it, it's fantastic, and it's wonderful. And I find a cool story point here, and then I jump to the other timeline, and get another cool story point there, and move along, and oh, it's so much fun. Marvel's Midnight Suns, haven't been playing as much of that as... I have in the past few weeks. I think it's getting to be about time to finish it. Still haven't finished Storm's DLC yet. And obviously I'm nowhere near complete on the actual story. But most of the characters I have available are maxed out in like the friendship route. So I've unlocked their ultimate cards, their challenge things, which, oh man, I got to talk about that on the Whatcha Playing. Because those challenge missions that you do to get their ultimate cards and the ultimate skins and everything are so fun. And the fact that they tuned all these challenge missions for every single hero, they're all different, and they all play to how those characters play with their cards and everything. It's so good. I'll talk about that more on The Watch Plan. Also, been playing some more Forespoken Sunday or Saturday on the weekend, someday, sat down here and went, I'm just going to start roaming around and doing stuff. And it was fantastic, phenomenal, doing the extra little challenges for my magic to upgrade every little skill. And just running through that world and exploring. Like I found a font that would give me an extra ability. So I put my map marker on it. It was like a million miles away. So all the way there, just having fun, doing crazy flips and battling and having a great time. And then I got to where I was supposed to go, but I couldn't get there because it was enormous crevasse, like on all sides of this thing. So I just continued around in this big loop of the world, finding these things and you know Skyrim horsing up this giant mountain. Wonderful time. Just love being in that world. Love playing that character. It's great. The other thing that's not <laughs> as much fun to play is Dark Souls Remastered. And not because it's bad. Not because I don't like it. But because it's just like scary games that we talked about last week. It's not scary, but it's tense. Every corner I turn, what is going to be behind here? Oh my god, it's a giant knight, dude. Okay, well, before I see the g- get to the giant knight, dude... There's surely going to be something around this little bend here. Oh, yeah, there's the thing. Oh, God. Okay, okay. They, uh, I got it. Okay. But behind that guy was another little bend. What's around this bend? Okay, okay. Oh, Way off in the distance, I see a closed gate and a man. Uh, is that a is that a dangerous man? Should I back up? Should I go forward? I'm going to back up. All right, save. Go fight through all the stuff again. Oh, he was just a friendly dude just sitting there. Oh, okay. Well, fight all the way back. Oh, go to this thing. It's so tense. And I can see how this one is a lot more unfair than Elden Ring was. Like, around every corner, there's a dude tucked right there. Mm -hmm. I went into one church. Thank goodness I was wearing, like, my Pulse 3D headset, my nice headset. And I hear... (laughs) I'm, like, literally looking around in my human apartment, going, what What is that? There's nothing to the left and nothing to the right. (laughs) It's up above me. Let me walk and look. I see this little hint of a dude. Right above this archway I'm about to go through. So I do a little walk through and then back up, and I see his little rain of crap he's going to throw on me. Like, aha, I've outsmarted you once, Dark Souls, but you, you would have had me if I was just regular Johnny, go charge, go get him. So it's interesting, but, but it's tense. I can play it for like two hours, and then I have to stop. I don't like being tense and stressed out. Mm-hmm. And then the other game I've been playing is Legends of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, I played in little couple-hour chunks here and there. I told Eric this offline. I finally got off the intro island. I dove out of the sky to Hyrule below. I gotta say, man, if nothing else, the falling from the great height and seeing the entire map below you, it's freaking incredible. There's been a couple other things I have to do that kind of shoot you up in the sky to do a thing. And I was like, wow, look. knowing this whole land, it'd be like if you did the same thing in Elden Ring, if you could like jump off a giant tower and just be like, I can go anywhere here. And then looking off in the distance and seeing like the little little green shrine things. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go there. 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 There's the big, dark, scary stuff. I'm not going there. But even though I should, for the story, go way over to the west here. And they, they've literally said, hey, the first place you should go is to the west. I'm like, yeah, but look at all that stuff off to the east that I saw. Look at that stuff to the north. Look down south over here. Look at all this. It's got me itching. I haven't touched it again since the two big... Aerial shots I got to see. But I was like, "Can't wait to go around and do more of that, and just get my little horse because I've registered two horses now, and just go horse riding and exploring and having a great time." That's it. That's all I did this week. That's what I got. What do you got, Eric?
1: Well, I'll tell you this: We'll see how you keep playing with the uh, Zelda, because holy mackerels, everybody I listen to—it's nothing but their god-tier game. It's the game that God made Himself and brought down to the earth to the masses. Like I said, I, I completely don't understand it and I'm alienated and it sucks. I don't, you know me, I don't like being outside of the zeitgeist. I don't like being disengaged from the conversation of the next big thing. And this is one of those spots where I'm just like, nah, I just don't like it. But everybody literally says I'm an idiot and it's the best. And I'm like, ah! it's
0: frustrating. I don't like it. We'll see. The only thing I've seen so far and I haven't done like any upgrades or anything, is I've seen some of the reviews say, it's really hard. Everywhere I go, I'm getting two-shot by enemies. And right now, sure, I am, but I have literally three hearts to my name. But every place I go, you can buy equipment. So I'm like, well, I'm going to buy that hood. As soon as I get some rupees, I'm going to buy that armor. I'm going to do that. So who knows how it'll turn out, but I just did a big monster camp because there's a monster clearing crew that you can team up with. I did that, and I was getting two-shot by stuff. But it made me think and be smart and get that little board... You know, the, the stick with the big fan thing on it. Mm-hmm. And you just woof everybody off their feet and then swap over to another weapon. and Bang, 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 bang. Oh, here comes everybody again.
1: Woof, 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 woof. bang, 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 bang.
0: I guess if you just charge in with a sword, it could be pretty stressful. But mm-hmm. that's the one thing I can say right now that I've seen so yeah. far.
1: And I'll just tell you, I don't know, I'm still tempted to buy it. And I shouldn't because I didn't play, you know, I didn't like Breath of the Wild at all. But there's that part of me that's like, no, just buy it and give it a shot. Go play it. Maybe maybe this will be it. Maybe you're going to get back in the Zelda mode. And then, of course, with that knowledge, they announced that this is what they're doing with Zelda going forward. And I went, okay, so I either got to adapt, or Zelda's dead to me. There's no more Zeldas. This is it. Uh, I've played my last Zelda. I don't like that idea. It bugs me. It's bothering me. <sighs> but I'm not going to pull the trigger buy it yet, because I have way too many other games to play and do anyway. And, of course, with my weak Matt... Well, by golly, went to the uh, girls' soccer games this weekend, you know, sat out there in the sun, sitting in a chair, relaxing, watching them go back and forth, critiquing them on what they're doing, good, bad, whatever. All in all, a good time, had fun, didn't do too much over the weekend, it was a lot of uh, yard sale stuff going on, so the kids were going over here, man is helping out over here, this and that going on, you know, just all sorts of little busy things. So just cleaning the house up, doing chores. But I did play a couple games. One was Wild Hearts. Me and Shay beat the game. Now, as you know, if you play any kind of like Monster Hunter type game, that's, that's not actually true. But it's true in the sense that the campaign is finished. We did it. We got all the way through up to the end of the game. They said, wow, you did the thing. Hopefully you stick around and keep track of our town and he'll help us out because that's what you got to do. Sure. So now we're in the point where you got to go and fight these uh, like super powerful kimonos who will give you the orbs that allow you to upgrade and give you specialized little ticks on your gear. And as I told Matt once again offline, this stuff's it's cool, it's fun, I love it. Don't get me wrong, but the 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 push is gone. I don't have the push anymore because the push was always to get to the end, see what the last one was. Well, we did that. Thankfully since they've had some time to get one of the DLCs out and a little update out, there are two kimonos that we hadn't beat in the campaign. So there's still like a little bit of that. Ooh, let's go see what they got. And one of them we did beat. The other one is kicking the teeth out of us. And I should say me, because on this, this regard, I didn't actually play with uh, Shay on this one. It was just me and some other randoms. So there's still a little jump in there, but, I'm thinking to keep my tether on this game a little bit longer before I finish that last kimono off that keeps beating me up. Go get some orbs, go upgrade gear, and use that as a motivation to get stronger to beat this kimono. So that way, once it happens, which will happen, the motivation will just be like, okay, cool, we did it. I'm in pretty dang good gear. I got a pretty dang good sword. Good enough. Let's, let's go ahead and push pause on this until... Uh, the big official Wild Hearts DLC comes out with you know like five or six new kimonos and a new area to explore, all that good stuff. But it was great. Overall, great time. If you like Monster Hunter, I've like i said it week after week after week after week, go play it. The the climax and how the town ends is, is really cool. The the last boss, I won't say what it is or how or whatever, but it was a lot of fun and and definitely different from the other kimonos you fight. So had a had a great time with it. And then of course, I I would love to see someone who didn't put the time and work in. But when you're in your town after a certain phase, you got to start like rebuilding it and doing stuff, but you got to pay for it. So you got to keep going to this individual who will say, All right, you want to get repairs going? Yes. Then you got to pay him a bunch of money, go do a few hunts, repairs will be done. I did all of them. I was, you know, I was rich, had nothing but money, and we did nothing but a ton of hunts. So by the end of it, my town looks pristine. Everything's rebuilt. Everything's beautiful. And then the cutscene though has our town kind of like disheveled, still being rebuilt. It was very strange. But I would love to hear from someone who played the game who was lazy and/or just didn't give a crap about the town being pristine and beautiful again, so didn't put over the the money to get it done. And like, what that what that feels like? Does that feel good to have your town look like shambles and crap? I mean, because it was just so jarring to me to have my town looking beautiful people everywhere denizens shops all over the place and then the last cutscene goes goes and it assumes that you haven't repaired your town all the way so it's like "What? Well, no man that shops that's got people everywhere there's fruit there's fruit vendors there's meat vendors over here they got a whole apartment complex built over here we talk about my place don't look like this don't look like this you're crazy
0: you don't need me to come back and take care of you. I already did. Yeah. You can just keep going at this great level that you're at right now.
1: Exactly. I already did the thing. You guys are great. You're fantastic. It's wonderful. This city's better than the main city that we're eventually, I'm assuming, going to probably go to at some point. Pff, whatever. Still fun. Still a great time. It was funny, though. Me and Shay had a good laugh about it because he also you know, used all his cash, got the whole city back up and running. And then the other game, the last game I have been playing, which is Star Wars Jedi Survivor. I'm in another weird spot because, oh, once again, I already told Matt about it, but I'm going to tell you about it. I got to the last boss. Got there. I've been smoking this game, folks. I mean, I've been kicking butt, doing all sorts of side missions. I haven't done them all, but I've been doing a ton. I've got eight stems. Ten is the maximum you can get. Eight of ten. I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to beat the game. We're, we're, we're good enough. I've had a great time with it. We got there. It felt great. This is all feeling good, feeling natural. Go there. Assuming I'm going to smoke them. I've smoked everything. There's nothing but one raincore. The first raincore I ever fought ever gave me any problems really whatsoever. No. This dude beat the snips out of me for a couple hours. I could not get it. I could not figure it out. Eight stims. Eight. I have eight. Just can't do it. Can't do it. Now I've been scared to go back to it because you know my rule. I get mad at a game, you stop playing the game. That's what that's what we do. And I got mad at this game, but we're at the last boss. I gotta give it another go, I gotta give it one more try. But I need time. I need to make sure I got a good quadrant to open up and just play it, and give it the good heave-ho before I get mad again, and probably just quit forever. But I will say... Of course, Matt, what did I do, naturally, you know, calm down later the next day or two days later, whatever. Let me just look up. Is, there, is Am I just, like, using the worst build possible, you know, the blaster slash saber? Because he is also saber blaster, you know. So I'm like, maybe maybe that's just a, not a good matchup, and I got to go dink around with a different one and see, you know, get the skill set up a little bit. Anybody who has trouble with this is stupid. I beat it with only one stem. Well, that was helpful. That was helpful. Thank you. Thank you for that person
0: on Reddit. Okay, well, Reddit's its own own pile of mysteries. But I was going to say, what you need to do is ask me to look up something for you. (laughs) As we've established (laughs) off-air... Ask me, I'll find it on YouTube, something that won't piss you off, and I'll send it to you and be like, hey, here's a strategy. Five easy tips when you're fighting Dingley loo <laughs>
1: Because apparently I get the <laughs> wrong answers constantly. It's the worst. The worst of the worst scenario that comes, that's what I get when I put anything in. But it was just silly to be the first thing that pops up is I did it in one stim. And I'm like, I had eight. I had eight. There's no excuse. Even if he is some 13 old idiot who has no life whatsoever and dedicates himself to this game and does it with one stem, that still is an excuse. I had eight. I have eight stems. I should be able to spank this guy. Cause I bet money they designed and built them around five or six stems. Because I I'd, I'd imagine that's what your average idiot's gonna get there going with. You know, and for me, I did a little extra, so I have eight instead of you know five or six. And the fact that I'm having so much trouble just bothers me. Pisses me off. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. Game's been great. It's doing the usual. I love. I love a challenge, but it's 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 a little bit more than a challenge right now. So it's in that weird spot where I don't. Uh, the game's been great, man. I'll tell you too. Like the Marin and the Cal relationship, fantastic. I loved it. Had such a good time with it. In fact, you know, old Greasy Money Man, he's back in there. All the stuff just mixing, melding, bringing back your old friends from Fallen Order. I've loved it all. Such an adventure. I hate the fact that it's going to end on this note. I don't want it to do that. So I want to make sure that next time I pick it up, I beat it fair and square. You know, a few tries in or whatever. Because obviously it's going to take me a few tries to just get warmed back up to what he's doing. But I hope that's the case. I hope it isn't another night of failure. And then the, just like the Elden Ring with that freaking fire giant, ah. yeah. the, the experience crumbles, and now instead of it being a 10 out of 10, I start to imagine in my head it's only like a 7.
0: Instead of it being a 10 out of 10, you think of it as a 7, even though it was still your game of the year. So it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. No, because
1: you know how it goes. I'm not I know. an idiot. I'm not going to think with my feelings. I, I still look around and go, no, Eric, no. It was a beautiful game. It did this. It did that. I, I, I make it work.
0: I just like the line, I don't, I don't think with my feelings. It's beautiful. I love it. It's great.
1: <laughs> oh, goodness. So that's been my week. <sighs> what a
0: week. It's been crazy. It's been a while. What's crazy and wild to me is the fact that League of Legends story games keep coming out, and I completely missed this one. Last week, as I was looking up Dredge, I also heard of The Mage Seeker, a League of Legends story, which released April 18th, more than a month ago. Developed by Digital Sun Games, published by Riot Games, or Riot Forge for PC, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo Switch, literally every console imaginable. A League of Legends story came out, and I had no idea about it. Not only that, but this is a beautiful pixel art, top-down action role-playing game in which you play a Silas, who is a character I'm unfamiliar with because he was released in my hiatus from League of Legends. I won't go into the story because I want to experience it for myself, of course, but watching the gameplay of it... It's fast-paced. You're dodging, you're dashing. You got these two chains that Silas has in proper League of Legends and in this game that help you kind of like hook shot over to enemies or to environmental points and grapple yourself around so you're dashing all around. You have a total of 30 different spells you can use across six different elemental types, so you're shooting out magic everywhere. And then, again, just like in the game, he can steal magic abilities from... Other characters. So if you're fighting off against a major character from League of Legends, because a lot of them do show up in this game and some of them are big giant boss fights, you could steal, say, a a spell from Morgana and use it as a one-shot, throw it back in her face type of thing. Or, later in the game, the spells you steal, you can actually craft and then have permanent access to on your character. So you could... I, again, I don't know because I haven't played it myself, but you could steal a really big badass ability off of Morgana or Garen or Lux or whoever and then have that for permanent access for yourself, which is incredible. So I've heard the story is really good. Obviously, watching the action gameplay, it looks like a lot of fun, but there's just something about this graphical style. And it's not pixel art like, you know, big chunky pixels. It's that beautiful, smooth pixel art. When you see some of it in action, you'll know what I'm talking about. But the text and everything has that nice little pixely text font that just scratches all the itches for me. So it's a League of Legends story that looks like a ton of fun to play, that has tons of cameos and or big giant boss battles against other League of Legends characters. You get to see those characters as they are in the lore lore. Like these big, unbound magicians throwing down giant spells everywhere. As opposed to, when you're playing League of Legends, they are very cool and they do have big abilities. But they have to be balanced because it's a PvP game and all this stuff. So, I'll spoil it just a hair. I've seen some Morgana gameplay where her stuff is just everywhere. Just going nuts. She looks like the embodiment of magic that she really is. I've heard there's an event with Shivana where she turns into a dragon and it's big and bold and bombastic. Lots of other bosses that aren't even characters. Big bombastic things. Beautiful pixel art and animation making them happen. I can't believe that I missed out on this. And also, two things that are also wild and crazy. The fact that I'm talking about this one this week means I'm not talking about the most recent League of Legends story, which is releasing this week, which is all about Echo, which is like a side-scrolling 2D Metroidvania-looking thing, but I'll maybe talk more about that next week, or I'll talk about the Forspoken DLC that Eric told me about last week, which drops this week in Tonto We Trust. I can't wait for all these things. Again, we say it all the time on the show. Too many games. Too many DLCs, too many games, too many awesome things that I have to miss out on because i got to go to work every day. But I'm here to tell you, if you're interested in top-down, fast-paced action RPGs with a pixel art style and a good story, check out The Mage Seeker and check out everything else that I just talked about. Or maybe listen to me talk about some of those next week, because I probably will talk about at least one of them. What do you got this week, Eric?
1: Ooh, I got something sweet for you, something bubbly, something airy, man. Get ready. It's another thing I want to play. Yeah. <laughs> I got Puzzle Bobble Every Bubble, baby. Woo! Developed by Taito, and it comes to the Nintendo Switch as of yesterday, May 23rd, 2023. I mean, you know, if, if it's got Bubble Bobble, if it's got my boys Bub, Bob, Peb, and Pab... I'm talking about it. I always do. Every every year, there's another one of these games that I bring up for <laughs> no reason, but that it's nostalgia and just wonderful good times. This, everybody, is not your typical Bubble Bobble. It ain't the old school Bubble Bobble. This is Puzzle Bobble. This game came out a long time ago. Oh, I know, Matt. You're, 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 you got the chomp. <laughs>
0: I got the chop because I'm not saying Puzzle Bobble's better, but it's that spinoff that has its own special appeal. Yeah, Staying up till four o'clock at night, playing the endless Super Nintendo mode. Oh God, oh baby.
1: It is a wonderful game. And of course, if you don't know at all what this is, like I just told you, you got Bub, Bob, Pep and Pam, you're hanging out and you will be taking control of these little orbs, these little bubble type things and this little spindle. And you will then shoot the different colors up into the air, up into the air. You can bounce it off the walls, etc. to then match it to the said colors to then pop them. And this whole time, the walls will be coming down slowly, increasing that pressure on you to make sure that you get rid of those evil bubbles before they reach you and you lose. You'll be pitted against AI, you'll be pitted against people. It is a four-player co-op slash multi-smash-em-up type game going against your friends, going against whatever the computer and, of course, like I said, you compete by using these different colors, popping them up there. And it gets so crazy and phonetic and just wild. And you start, it's, it's such a fun thing because you start to lose sight of what you should be doing. All right. You start to just focus on those bubbles that are about to screw you over. So you're, you're over here just popping the ones right immediately under you. But if you'd have just looked up, you'd have seen that there's a pink one you could have popped. And it would have just busted like three, four whole rows of crap for you. And you'd have been right back in the game. So that's the trick. That's, that's the key to mastering this thing. And, of course, if that ain't enough for you, that's not it. They also throw in barricades and such throughout, throughout those bubbles. So sometimes you can't access some of that stuff until you break the barricades, getting into the next line of the bubbles. So you, then you have to start thinking and using that little noggin of yours to how the hell quickly can I get to this? You might have to waste some of those bubbles. Just throw them off so you can make sure you get to the next pink that you need to bust that barricade to get to them green ones that you got to pop. Before It's wild. It's so simple. It's like a Tetris type game, you know, that simple fun and it's colorful. They moved away from like the really old the old school like uh the graphics they had, and it's more like hand drawn this time instead. I think it still looks fantastic, still looks gorgeous, still looks just flavorful, sweet, fun, colorful. You know what I mean? It just evokes all that in you and it's got your old boys in it. It's this is a no brainer. If you got a Switch and you just want to kill time and have fun, man, Puzzle Bobble every bubble, man. You got to get it.
0: I do have to get it. I am going to get it as soon as I'm done editing and posting this podcast. Puzzle bobble to me is it, it's everything you said, but it's also like that boss battle that you're in in Star Wars Jedi Survivor because you're playing and playing and playing and you're so good and you get better and better and better and better, but then your soft focus that you're in to be in the zone goes too soft and like you said, you don't see the bubble that's up here since you don't have the guiding line since you're doing so well. You're totally missing all your shots and you're like, oh, it pops. It pops your consciousness and you go, oh, I have to get back in the zone. Oh, I can't do it. Okay, I'll restart this level. Okay, I've got got to work back into it and get. Oh, it's so good. It's uh-huh. so, oh man, I just. Mm, I want to. I want to eat those
1: bubbles up. What a good time it is! I just have many, so many memories of these types of games, especially in the in the arcades back in the day. Just going up, pitted against Shea and Troy and them and Jamar, and just shooting the bubbles. Like you said, back then they had the line, so it could guide you a little bit, but.
0: I love it. What a, good, what a good time those are. And speaking of a good time, today was the day that was prophesized. Today was the day, as we're recording this, of the PlayStation Showcase. We're not before it, we're not after it, we're right on the day. And I gotta say, it was a beautiful showcase. I went in, as I always do, with moderate to no expectations. Because I didn't want to say, man, it, there better be this and this and this, and then not get them. So I went in with maybe one expectation. And as always... I got a sheet here, Eric, where I wrote down pretty much everything, and I put stars next to things that I'm excited about. There are 17 stars on this piece of paper, Mr. Eric. 17 stars! Mm -mm. I'm excited about a lot of things.
1: Well, then you can start it off, Matt, because I don't have 17 things I'm excited about, all right? I've got maybe two things that I care about personally. I've got some others that I will talk about, and I thought were interesting, but, man, before we get into it, whew, I was stoked for this. I was ready. I thought my dreams were going to come true. I screwed myself because my <laughs> dreams did not come true. <laughs> Nothing I cared about was talked about. I went, no, no. And then the one like big rumor that hit the other day, and we'll just, I'm going to spoil this one because whatever. Final Fantasy 16 was getting in our trailer. We already knew that. We talked about that last week. I, I knew that was going to happen. I, I, so it was a shoe-in. But then a rumor came out halfway through the week between the last time we talked and now, and it said, "Yeah, that trailer's coming, but you're getting the demo. That's going to be available as of the end of the showcase." And I went, "That changes everything." Now I'm now I'm stoked because I didn't care about a new trailer at all. Period. I'm sold. The game's already bought. Literally, it's bought. I, I own it. I'm going to play it. Yes. But a demo get. And and then the demo. It went even further. Said so the demo is going to be available after the showcase, and it's basically just the intro to the game. And your game data will save over, so you'll just be able to basically get the intro to the game, get get your you know your your appetite wetted, and then boom, it's saved, ready to go. Game starts. You're going to kick. It. And I went, like, this is heaven. If this happens, oh tonight, oh my God, oh, I'm going to be playing FF16. I'm just, I'm gonna be on cloud nine. I didn't even care about anything else at that point. That was it. And then I got another one about the FF9 remake going to be shown here. They are like, oh, yeah, it's pretty much, man, this sounds like it's going to be shooing the FF9 remake, which is real. It is being made. So that part's not like, ooh, is it a mystery? But the reveal and when it's coming out is a complete mystery. Like, what? where is that? Where is that? And I thought, oh, this, if I get that in the demo, don't care. Uh, uh, anything else? needles happened. And then nothing else I did previously think or want happened. I was like, God, man, I got to stop. I got to stop. I'm not listening or paying attention to anybody says no more because they keep on pumping me up and I keep on thinking, wow, this is going to be it. And then we get all sorts of really cool stuff, but it's nothing that I'm like, that's not what I want. Oh, that's not what I want. That's even though it's good. I go, well, that's not it. That's not the... I thought I was getting lasagna. You just gave me manicotti. Uh, I wasn't in the mood for manicotti.
0: That's why I I refuse to let myself get all wrapped up in it. Because, you know, we we speculated. We talked about it last week. But it's always always an interesting, if true, even the Metal Gear Solid 3 remake, which was shown off here, which did get me excited. But it was literally, it was the Knights of the Old Republic remake trailer that we got before. Mm -hmm. It was CGI, nothing. Uh, There you go. So since I didn't let myself get hyped up, and I'm not you know, saying I'm super great or anything, but this is why I don't, because I've been burned so many times by the rumors and the speculations and the innuendos and things. But that's what I'll start with, Metal Gear Solid 3 Remake. I, I said if I saw Snake and everybody else, I would cry tears. I didn't see everybody else. We saw Snake, but I forgot about the music. It's not like I forgot about the music, but I didn't expect it. And then it hit, and I went... Oh, yeah, and all my hair stood on end, and all my goosebumps rose up, and I went, hell yeah. But then they said, Middle Gear Solid Delta? What is that about? What, is, what does that mean? Why is that, why is that a thing? Why, hmm, I don't know. That could mean literally anything, but I won't speculate on it. But that's one thing that we talked about that was basically spoiled that it would be there. It was there. I did get excited about it. That's a thumbs up for me. That's a quick and easy one. That's an easy one. I got a, I got 16 other ones that I can talk about here. But give me, give me something to, that you thought was cool, maybe not excited about it. I don't know. Give me something, Eric.
1: No, no, no. Like I said, I had a couple that I was I was stoked for, but just unfortunately not a billion that I'm I'm personally there. But Alan Wake 2.
0: Easy one, yeah. Boom.
1: Bam. Bing. Easy peasy. Had no idea it would be here. Well, in fact, I got to say, why the hell would it be here? That studio is owned by Xbox. Xbox. Is Remedy owned by Xbox, though? I don't think so. Yes. No, they are. Remedy is a Xbox thing. I'm like 90% sure that is the case.
0: Well, interesting if true, but literally everything other than Quantum Break has come out on multiple platforms. Mm -hmm. So if they are owned or or at least backed by them, then they have the freedom to put it on everything else, because Control, you didn't play that on Xbox.
1: No, you didn't. And
0: Quantum Break was before that, so...
1: It can't be true, probably, because otherwise there's no way... I just must have it in my head that they got bought. I don't know where. I don't know, man. That's just a weird. One. I got. I'll research it later. Regardless, I didn't expect Alan Wake two to show up because in my brain, Remedies in bed with Microsoft. But you you just played Control on PS four like four years ago. I know. I'm talking about when the post Control they got bought up by oh, Microsoft. No, that's
0: no, no. I would think you would have thought that from back in the day with Quantum Break, because I believe that was Xbox exclusive. Yeah, Quantum
1: Break and Alan Wake the original.
0: Yeah. But then Control came out and was multi-platform. So it was multi-platform.
1: Yeah. So either way, Alan Wake 2 popped in a big old trailer. You got a whole new playable character, it looks like, coming with you and joining you. It's super trippy looking. It's definitely got that control vibe going now where like he, you know, he knows that something's going wrong. He knows something's wrong. The world ain't as it should be. There's there's multiverses. There's shifts in reality. There's all sorts of weird crap going on, but they made sure to keep you in the understanding that this is Alan Wake, and it's got them weird shadow monsters and stuff happening. I had a great time with it. I got I got stoked for it. I was excited.
0: I absolutely had a great time with it and was stoked by it. The only thing that I didn't like was right away at the beginning he's having this weird dream or vision or whatever. And it was going to that like gross horror game type of stuff, which, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not squeamish, but I don't like stuff that's so brutal and gross. But it was just that snippet. It was just a scary dream snippet. And then we got James McCaffrey's voice, the voice of Max Payne. We got Sam Lake's face, the face of Max Payne. And then the part where she picked up that note, she goes, Hey, this is for us. Actually, it's about us. It's what we're doing right now. And I went, "Yes, that's what I want in my Alan Wake, regardless of anything else. I want weird." He's writing the story that's happening to them, and they're there to find him. And whoa, man, I can't wait for all the little tendrils of things to come together. And that was the best about the first Alan Wake. And now you can go even crazier. Now,
1: I was saying you can go even more wild, and you get to tie control in because of the DLC with control. You know, now it's their known entities. They're known. It's so how is that gonna come into place? You know, are they gonna actually mention the old house or whatever and and that kind of thing? Are you gonna get a couple of agents appearing throughout the storyline in this one? I, I bet money you will. I bet a lot of money you will. And that to me is super exciting because I love control. I love Alan Wake. And just getting to see this all start to come together, it's fantastic. And in fact, I remember there's some notes in control, I believe, that talk about how Alan Wake is like a possible candidate for one of the you know, things, but this and that happened or whatever the case was. And so, like, you know, maybe him and uh, old oh, oh, Jesse, you know, find like be able to team up at some point. I don't know, man. It's just There's so much that could happen with this series, and I love every bit of it.
0: And speaking of things that I loved every bit of, uh, 16 more things. Oh, wait, no, 15 more things, because that was a star. Alan Wake 2 was a star. There's things. I'm just going to go, I'm going to start going from top to bottom and stop me when you want to jump in and talk about another thing. Because almost first off, second off basically was hell divers 2 that whole starship troopers feeling to it you and i were too drunk and stupid to figure out the first hell divers this one looks like more of what should be the same in a fun and awesome way i did the usual i scratched my chin and went man you know maybe eric and i can play this but obviously we'll never play a game again but this got me hyped. It got me excited cuz marine shooting guns on weird alien worlds with all the crazy weaponry and all the drops and all the all the crazy stuff that Helldivers is known for. It got me excited. And then right after that is a game that also got me excited was Immortals of Avam, mm-hmm. I think it was called, it was that first person magic based game?
1: Magic shooter, looks like Call of Duty but with like magic or something.
0: And what got me excited about it was most first person magic stuff. You just kind of go And the spells go, plinkle, plinkle. But this felt not like super meaty, but it felt meaty. It felt like when you shot stuff out, it felt good. And it looked like enemies would get rocked by it and would get affected by it. And, you know, he had like that machine gun ability. Yeah, green magic. It felt like a cool, meaty, like fun way to do this first person magic combat. The only thing I want to see more of is there's got to be some movement tech. There's got to be some more warps and teleports and dashes. They did a couple little like teleport hops. It just feels like one of those games that would feel like a Wolfenstein almost, where you're just running and trucking through and, th- 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 and then sliding and, and ducking or warping through or something. But yeah, I got excited for that one.
1: I'm excited. I want to watch it some more. But the only down end was it kind of gave me the vibe of like Godfall and Outriders. And don't get me wrong, I've played both of those games and didn't hate either one of them. But it kind of, I was like, okay, is this a AAA game or is this like a double A game? I don't it kind of was a mix like the graphics look triple a but then whenever it got to the scenes where people were talking and doing stuff it felt double a so i was like well i need to see some more on this one where where are we at with this because this is looking good but i'm not gonna get hyped up you know yet because this might turn out to kind of just be a a middle game that either a we love her we we have middle uh uh, some side opinions on and
0: i don't know how to say this without sounding rude but if you listen to me just talk about it I am excited for this. I hope this mm-hmm. is really cool this looks like something I'm really interested in but as I was watching it I feel like this is going to be a forespoken game where it's going to be really fun if you get into it and play it and and do the systems and stuff but I feel like this won't have big mass appeal and most people probably won't like this. Maybe it's like you said the cutscenes or, or, or whatever. I want it to look bigger and grander so more people get behind it. Instead of, I feel like other people might say, oh, it's a seven out of 10. It's, it's just okay. And then people go, whew, it's just average, fooey. But it looks really good. And then, speaking of things that look cool and hyped, it's a game I haven't played the first one of because I know I'd be terrible at it Ghost Runner 2. Dude. Yes, it looks. I own Ghost Runner. I just haven't played it. <laughs> and you shaking your head is exactly what I did. Like, oh, man, this looks so sweet. I have to play this but I'm going to be terrible at it. And if I get it, I'll, it'll get swamped by all the other games. But just seeing it again, like, I, I knew it. As soon as they started showing some gameplay, I went, that's Ghost Runner. I know it is. Oh, yeah. Like, as soon as the Shuriken came out. Before I even did anything, I was like, "Ghost Runner 2. And I thought, how smart to create this system of free running and combat, where all you really need to do to make a new game is just make cooler levels and more stuff you can free run around in. And then it looked... So good, and so fast, and so crazy. And speaking of good-looking and fast and crazy, it's the next game up. Oh, yeah. This is the hype hype one right here. Phantom Blade Zero. Mm-hmm. I literally wrote down three words to describe this cinematic samurai insanity. And the, and the only thing I wonder, because this looked incredible. Watch the trailer. If you haven't seen the trailer, just go watch it. Your eyeballs will fall out of your head, and your jaw will fall open. My only question is how do you control this game? How yeah. it, how in the hell How is that going to actually work? Like literally unless it's like Asura's Wrath or whatever it was where it's just quick time event the game, I don't I, I, my brain couldn't parse out how my fingers could make this happen.
1: Yeah. That I was this this trailer was insane. Just flabbergasting, beautiful had the Chinese kung fu stuff going in it. I mean like a like a dragon, uh, remember that movie back in the day or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? the uh was uh, leaping frog jumping dragon you know
0: i love how you went to like a dragon which is not
1: <laughs> it ain't like that at all uh. but then i am getting there we're we're stepping to the right direction uh crouching tiger head and dragon yeah, bam yeah, yeah. got there
0: but like if you're watching that on fast forward
1: Yeah. <laughs> cuz the moves he's doing all the combinations going crazy and i'm like there's no way that you're gonna have to tap tap, tap 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 a million times to do that, and then also understand to immediately push like a trigger to jump off and fly up a wall and come back down. No, that they're not showing you the part where I think you're right. I think it's gonna be like mostly quick time stuff. Like it's gonna be a scripted battle, and you gotta do the right commands, and then he's gonna do all that crazy stuff because there's no way, there's no way I'm gonna be good enough to play this game otherwise. Where if I'm trying to fly up walls and come spiraling back with nah it's not gonna happen I'm gonna
0: die and even saying that we ex- expect it to be a quick time event game I don't mean that in a bad way cause if you're doing all this spectacle stuff and all I gotta do is do some quick time events and see the most insane action I've ever seen in my life oh I'm playing it hell yeah sign me up
1: yeah this was fascinating I, I this got put on my list to watch if you have not seen the Trailer Matter I told you go watch Phantom Blade Zero that trailer was phenomenal I can't wait to see more on this game and how you actually do control your character, because the other way it could go is it's a completely skill-based game, and you just have to get really yeah. fast, really good, really quick, and be able to understand exactly what your uh, your baddie or you know opponent's about to do. We'll see, time will tell. But that's about all it shows for now, for sure.
0: I'll dive into a couple more indie-style games. I'm gonna start with Sword of the Sea, which it said was brought to you by the artist who brought you Abzu. Another game, which I've forgotten, and Journey. And this looked like the next generation of Journey. A hooded, you know, mysterious character going through the most beautiful, color-washed environments I've ever seen in my whole life. The trailer was just gorgeous. I have no idea what's going to happen in this game, what you're going to do, if there's even combat or anything, or if you're just exploring around. But just seeing it made me want to play it. And in a similar vein, Revenant Hill. I love Night in the Woods. Years ago when I first played that. But another game in that graphical style from that same team and everything. Sign me up. I'm going to play it 100%. I'll jump to a possibly Eric-style indie game, and that's the Plucky Squire, which we have talked about before. Mm-hmm. But this one was shown in even more detail where you're a storybook character going through a storybook in like a 2D Zelda style. And then you pop out into the actual room. Listeners probably remember what I'm talking about now. You pop out into the room in a 3D style. So you're running all around. But then this one showed that you're Legend of Zelda Link Between World style, where you can go 2D into the walls and stuff and get through all the cracks. And oh, man, this just looked nuts. It looked great. I can't believe I almost forgot about this game. I Yeah, I thought this was a game that came out and I just forgot about it. And it
1: slipped by and did its you know thing, did good or bad. And I totally just let it go and... You don't know, realize I can't play every game. Seeing this pop back up, I went, oh, I ain't out yet? I still got a chance to maybe like this thing? Oh, cool, yeah. And then watching the trailer, is was the same as you. I'm like, oh, my gosh. There's so many possibilities with this. This looks incredible. If they can deliver, man, I might have to not let this be one that just slips. So, definitely nice to see it pop up again. I, too, was very impressed with the fact that you can, you know, do the whole Link Between Worlds facet along with the 2D, 3D elements going on there. Great game. Incredible. And, of course, I'll state this one, man. Here you go. The VR showcase popped in. I was very interested about this. You know, I want to see what what's going to happen. Where, where's my VR stuff going? And then they did the Resident Evil 4, which was cool, but we already knew that existed. We already knew it was coming. I don't remember. It didn't say if it was free for anybody who owns Resident Evil Four, right? Like the last one, if you had Resident Evil Village, you just got the VR mode for free. Right. I don't think they did that this time.
0: This one just said coming sometime. Okay. So
1: maybe I don't have it. Maybe I'm going to, have to get it. And then there's two more, man. You got to help me here because I was driving at the time. So these are I didn't get to see everything, but one was the <laughs> Arizona uh, game. It's like a basically like a Dead Island type thing looking.
0: Arizona Sunshine too, yeah.
1: Okay. That was looking fun. That looked like a good time. Going in there, chopping zombies up, playing with their corpses and rotten parts and doing all sorts of stuff, helping your dog out. That was looking cool and had my interest going.
0: Now, listeners, you have to watch the trailer to know what he's talking about playing with the corpses. Because that's what I appreciated. I'm not a zombie game guy. I'm not a zombie fiction guy. Mm-hmm. But I loved the the humorous aspect of this trailer. It was so hilarious, and the way he was like, blah, 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 with a with a zombie yeah. corpse. And, blah, 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 blah. It was it was wonderful. It was great.
1: And that really that piqued my interest because, like I told you in the uh, the little bit I've played, of course, of the Horizon, I'm over there picking up the apples, throwing apples around. I'm over to pick up you know the drums and do a little bongo drumming on it if i can pick up heads and like you know and, you know toss them around and just manipulate things in that that kind of that's fun mm-hmm. like i can't express to you how fun that is when you got your vr headset on and you're in this completely ridiculous world just tinkering with the stuff in it doing things you obviously no way in real life are going to do you know so that that got me interested in that game and i know they showed some other stuff but once again i was driving so unfortunately i was like what's that? It's so dark, I can't see what the
0: hell it's doing. I'm going to jump in and help you out by saying that Synapse, which is a game that I talked about before when they did like a PlayStation Direct or something, and they didn't show any of like the story stuff. Mm-hmm. They just showed that you had abilities and you were shooting dudes and you could like pick up rocks with telekinesis. Yeah, that was
1: one I was previously interested in.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this one had like story stuff going into it because you're diving into the head of this guy trying to get information out of him, and you have like a handler who's talking to you and forcing you to go through it. And it almost sounds like, I don't know if this is actually the case, but it almost sounds like roguelike like you run through some runs of it because in one voiceover thing she says you have to go through it until you get it right you can't stop you just have to keep trying it and trying it but anything that has telekinesis and gunplay it's going to remind me of advent rising one of my favorite games ever and this knowing that you would literally use your telekinesis with your literal hand to pick up something and chuck it that gets me excited for playstation vr so you need to get this and i need to come over
1: Trust me, I'll be getting these games. You know, I mean, I'm gonna be getting any decent to great game on the PSVR too. I didn't just spend all that money to not play these the games. But the last one was Beat Saber. There's nothing really to say about Beat Saber. Everybody knows what that is. They added it looks like some Beatles stuff to it. I don't like the Beatles, so that didn't get me hyped. But I or wasn't it the Beatles? It's Queen, dude. It's hey, Queen. I don't. I couldn't see. <laughs> I couldn't see. I just heard the song, and I'm like, is that the Beatles? I don't know. <laughs> Oh, Queen. I don't like Queen either, really, so it's the same thing, just different band. I was like, eh, I don't care, but they're going to get my money anyway because I'm going to go ahead and purchase this, and I'm just going to buy all the packs so I have every song there is known to mankind for this thing. Now, the thing I couldn't see because it's dark and I can't see anything on this dumb phone while I was driving, mind you, at 80 miles per hour down the highway, so I shouldn't even have been trying to see it anyway, but that's neither here nor there. Did it say available today? Is that what I saw? I
0: don't remember honestly. I oh, I, I looked down God. to write it down. So if it popped up right at the end, then I'm yeah, not sure.
1: that's and that's the only thing I was looking for. But it, it was so damn dark, and like I said, I was literally going eighty, and I'm like, I can't take my I can't take my eyes off the road, and but I need to see this. But that was exciting because that's of course my wife's favorite title for the vr original so we'll be getting that day one and if it was out today then obviously as soon as shows are i need to make a purchase and and keep going but that was the vr pack for me it looked great i was uh i ain't gonna lie i was hoping for a couple more but what they did show was pretty dang cool
0: i'll rope in with a couple more non-vr ones i'm gonna start with foam stars which I literally wrote down one word about this. Splatoon. Splatoon. It's Splatoon, but with foam. But I mean, to be honest, Splatoon looks awesome. I've always thought that's a game I should play, and I never have, I've never bought it. This looked interesting to me in that same way. And... Just a personal thing for me, in Forspoken, you can get a power where you sail on the water with a surfboard. Somebody's moving in here, was sailing on the foam with a surfboard. And I went, ah, ha, 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 yeah, I want to be doing that. So I'm hoping there's like a demo or it's free to play and I can jump in and get some Splatoon fix and see if I like this because it looks like something I would like. It's that area control and special abilities doing stuff. It's always looked good. I hope this is good too. Next one that looks really good is a game called Ultros. I'm surprised this was not one of your big ones.
1: It was another fuzzy one I couldn't see, Matt. Sorry. I was looking at it, and I'm like, it looks, might be cool, but then every time I look back, it was just kind of like her or, it or whatever, just standing there. And I'm like, is, are they? what are they doing? Is it monsters?
0: Are they doing something? I can't tell. What I wrote down was, weird goop world, question mark, feels like Narita Boy. Because if you ever played Narita Boy, you're inside a computer, so it's different overall. But a lot of the enemies were, like, weird and bulbous and goopy. And, like, they looked like something that was natural that had been distorted. And that's what this whole thing looks like. All the creatures you're fighting are, like, half-rotten. These weird, not diseased-looking things, but, like, misshapen, malformed things. But it's in this bright, not cartoony, but, like, super bright color style. And I will read you, because I looked up the trailer to watch it again. I'll read you the description on the trailer. In this psychedelic tale from El Huervo... The creative visionary behind Hotline Miami, you wake up stranded on the sarcophagus, a giant cosmic uterus holding an ancient demonic being known as Ultros. Trapped in the eternal loop, you will have to explore the sarcophagus and meet its inhabitants to understand the part you play in this cycle. So it sounds kind of Narita Boy-ish anyway. you got to go into this weird thing, meet all these crazy characters, and figure out your role in this whole thing. But just the weird, strange style of it. Like if it goes too gross, then I won't be too into it. But it looks like the right amount of just it's unnerving, it's unsettling, it's strange, but it looks strangely engaging, especially with that bright color style and that mm-hmm. like hand drawn kind of graphics. It looks incredible, it looks wild.
1: Yeah, that part was looking really cool for what little I did get to see. I'll go make sure I obviously post all this. I I rewatch everything that I want to see again since I had the bad quality on the way home for that, you know, second half there. But my last one that I got stoked for was Grand Blue Fantasy Reeling, and this was despite the individual whom I was listening through on the old Twitch thing, doing nothing but poo-pooing it. I'm looking, at it, I'm like, oh hell yeah! I don't, I feel like I've been waiting for this game forever. Like I've, I feel like I've heard about this game for like at least a year and a half, two years plus now, and I'm like, where is it at? Is it another one that just came and went, and I just missed it? Well, I guess that's okay, but nope. It's still coming. It's coming this winter, apparently, and it looks like an amazing RPG. Tons of fun. I've watched a bunch of the actual series, and so, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, like, invested in it. I'm not all the way there because uh, it is a, a real traditional type story. So, I think, I don't know if I finished it or fell off after, like, I don't know, I watched, like, maybe 13, 14 episodes, maybe, around there. But either way... This definitely got my attention. I love this type of game. I love the traditional RPG stuff. So, Grand Blue Fantasy Relink, right up my alley. Especially if it's a slow winter, and I got you know nothing much happening. This this would be that perfect title, just to cozy on in and play while I'm just being bored in the wintertime.
0: And I hundred percent agree with that. I wrote this down and put a star next to it because it looks like a Tales game or like a Star Ocean game with like that kind of action rpg combat and like you've said before enemies who have a tail and then it puts a big area on the ground that you got to roll and duck and dodge out of i've heard of grand blue fantasy isn't there a fighting game too or yeah, something Yeah, there's a
1: fighting game yeah
0: but i was like grand blue fantasy i know that name but i've never experienced any but maybe this is what gets me into it because that trailer looked really good Two last things for me. I did skip over a couple just because I don't want the show to go to be four hours long. One, hey, they showed off what the cue light is going to look like. Uh-huh. You didn't talk about that at all, Eric. I mean, it is basically what we talked about.
1: Yeah, it's basically exactly what we thought it was.
0: The only thing I have to say about this is it looks not right. Because the pieces where the the hand grips hook onto it only take up like half of the tablet. And then it juts out. And it
1: kind of sits tucked under.
0: It looks very strange. Like I want it to be one big unit. Like obviously, that's what the Steam Deck is. That's what Mm -hmm. the Switch is with the Joy Cons on. It looks like you'd snap the grips off, like they snap. Yeah, like you
1: can like you break them
0: off. It looks really fragile, so I'm sure it won't be. But I was just like, that's a weird design. But otherwise, we've talked about it before. I'm kind of excited for it. I shouldn't be because I have too many game systems anyway. But kind of excited for it.
1: I'm excited for it because it allows me to just sit upstairs still play my games while I'm sitting up there, playing. hey, you actually want me to come late in here, you know, do whatever, yeah, fine, I'll you know, play PlayStation, boom, 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 easy peasy. It gives me that extra option to play my favorite system while I'm sitting in other locations besides down the dungeon.
0: And the last one, it's the last one they showed, it's the last one for me I put a big star next to, it was Spider-Man 2. I know Eric's not a Spider-Man gamer. And I tried. I gave it a fair shake. I'm not just hating. It wasn't for him, but Miles Morales was 100% for me. And I've said it before when I talked about it. What made it for me was that character and his enthusiasm and the fun he was having being Spider-Man. So the second that I heard his voice in this trailer, I got, the, I got those chills. I got that excitement again. And then when I looked at the screen, because I wrote down Spider-Man 2, and I heard his voice, and I'm like, yeah. And I looked up, and I saw Peter Parker in the symbiote suit. Obviously, I saw the Craven the Hunter stuff beforehand. Mm-hmm. But I saw him in the symbiote suit, and I heard him being an aggressive jerk to Miles. And I went, this is going to be awesome. Because Parker in the symbiote suit, everybody knows it. But with super energetic and positive Miles there to balance him out, maybe he's what gets him out of the suit in this game. I'm excited to see that dynamic. Because we got little bits of it. I want to see that flesh out over 40 hours, 60 hours. And then on top of that... I love the fact that cutscene stuff's happening. You're swinging as Miles, now you're doing the stuff. And then like another 10-second cutscene and now you're Parker in the same event. I can't wait to see how that works. If there's a bunch of that in like the big story scenes, if you can swap between them just like on the fly, like I'm tired of being Miles right now, so let's see what Parker's up to. Maybe you switch over to him in the middle of like a police chase. I don't know, but that got me super excited. The story possibilities of angry symbiote suit Peter with lively and energetic miles, and then the swap between them during a story mission. It looked incredible. I have to pre-order it so my upcoming half-year resolution doesn't get broken by this game alone. But it got me so hyped. What a great way to end the showcase. What about you out there in podcast listener land? What did you like out of the showcase? What did you not like out of the showcase? Let us know via the email, gmail.com On the Twitter machine, at thirdshiftdmi. Find us on Facebook, go to Third Shift. There's Discord, there's Patreon. There's all the things. you got to do the things.
1: You do got to do those things. You got to go to Patreon too. It's a little old tip jar like what you heard this week, like what we're up to. Consider throwing a buck, two bucks, three bucks, any kind of books our way. It's greatly appreciated and helps us keep the show running. But I understand. Times are tough, maybe. You got other things you're doing. You can't do it. You can support us in so many other ways. Five-star reviews on the iTunes. Help them get the metrics up. Five-star reviews on the Spotify. Probably do the exact same thing. I'm not quite sure, but it's there. So go do it. Or mailbag questions. Want us to talk about a specific subject? Hey, go you know, let us know. Want to, want to just give us some input, feedback? Go ahead go do so. Great. We love it. All those wonderful things you can do or go over to Twitch, throw us your prime subscription over there. Boom, boom, bang. That helps as well. And then you're just giving us Amazon's money. Lucky you, right? And lucky us. That's a double win. That's a whammy right there, baby. Woo!
0: And of course, you can also listen to the very next episode, which will be dropping on or around the 1st of June on iTunes, and Stitcher, on and on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, hey, if you like what we're doing you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out. And we really do appreciate it.
1: Indeed, we do appreciate it so very much, just like those five-star reviews. Come on, folks. The summer's coming. The beach is there. The freaking water is looking great. Why don't you jump in with a five-star review in our little pool, in our water, in Matt and Eric's water. Come jump in our water pool and give us a five-star review. I promise it's a good time. The water's nice.
0: And with that, there's nothing else to say but... <laughs> 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 don't forget to say... <laughs> Sit down.